Hey everyone, and welcome back to Astro Alchemy. I'm Sarah, and I'm here once again with Laura, and we are going to cover the sun's transit through the 26th uh, gene key, the 26th gate in human design. Today, um, I believe we're still in, or no, we were in the sixth now for the 26th. So we're at the very end of it, um, of this transit. And then we're going to have uh, the sun move into the 11, which is what we're going to talk about next week. Um, we'll also touch on some of the astrological happenings. Uh, it's kind of a little bit more of a chill week, I think, astrology-wise. So it's not going to be, we're not going to uh, dwell too much on that. Uh, today is Tuesday, December 13th. It is 5.27 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, three or no, 2.27 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And if you haven't already, if you like our channel, if you watch or pay attention to the astrology transits, if you pay attention to the human design transits, which are pretty much the same as the astrology transits um, and the gene keys, uh, then yeah, feel free to like and subscribe and make any comments that you'd like to make to, uh, you know, if you have questions or you want us to go in deeper to any of our topics that we cover. Or do you want to say anything before we jump in? Okay, perfect. Okay. I'm going to share my screen for you all and share the gene keys. I mean, human design chart at the moment. I always confuse those two, like serious side. It's a chill week astrologically, but it's been an intense week human design wise because we have mm. three fine channels going on right now. So the sun is in gate 26, the sixth line, which is the last line. And so tomorrow morning, it's going to be moving into the 11th gene key or gate. So 26 is in the ego center. And the north and south nodes have been in 24 and 44 with the south node being in 44 in Scorpio. And so that whole channel is defined right now, 26, 44. Uh, it's the channel of a transmitter. And then we have Mars retrograde in 35 and Neptune in 36. And, oh, I don't know what the name of that channel is. <laughs> the forever problem that we have here, Laura, forgetting the names of the channels, but we have 35, 36 defined too. So everyone right now is getting emotional definition, throat definition, ego definition, and splenic definition. And whether you have those channels or centers defined in your own chart, uh, I would look at that and see how the current transits are impacting you because it's likely, I mean, it's probably pretty rare if you have all those four centers defined. Um, so see, because you might be feeling a way or two this week, but 26 to start is in the ego center. The ego is our willpower, our sense of motivation, and this internal motor that we have that fuels us towards proving ourselves, improving ourselves, competitiveness, competing with each other, competing with ourselves. Um, it's a very, very potent center that a lot of us are conditioned by because I think only 26% of the population has the center defined. That could be a wrong statistic. I think it's 26%. Maybe it's 34%. Maybe it's a little more, but a majority of us do not have this center defined, Sarah and myself included. And so the not self theme of this center is, are you trying to prove yourself or trying to improve? Um, and I say it's very, very impactful because in the last couple of weeks, I talked about the cross of planning and how we have these global energies around us that have kind of dictated the energetics for the past 400 years. 
And part of that is the 4037, which gives the background frequency to our reality, this egoic, are you proving yourself? Are you good enough energy to how the entire world kind of operates and functions on an energetic level? And so that energy is heightened with this channel 2644. And so most of us are conditioned to think that we're not worthy, that we have to prove ourselves, that we have to constantly be seeking the depths of our self-worth and trying to find that sensation within us. And part of this energy is the energy of making promises. We make a lot of promises thinking that in doing so, it's correct because, you know, we want to show up and look like good moral citizens. But making promises can be somewhat detrimental to our livelihood. Uh, within the ego center, there are two egos and two willpowers. So the 26, which is what we have right now, is the little ego. The 21 is the big ego. 40 is the little willpower and 51 is the big willpower. Um, so we're in this energy of the little ego. And 26 is part of the tribal circuit. So it deals with communities, resources, uh, making sure that the community tribes that we're a part of are doing well. 21 being the ego of the part of the ego of the tribe is there to, you know, do the work. The way the ego center works is that it's also called the heart center or the willpower center <laughs> has a lot of names. It's easiest to say ego. Um, but a lot of the ways that it works is that um, the, it works to rest, works to rest. It might get like a pump full of fuel and really go, go, go but it does that to get the job done. And then it likes to recuperate afterwards. Uh, this pulse like energy can be seen kind of with gate 40, 40 rules the stomach. You know, you eat, you digest, and then your stomach rests. You eat, you digest, and your stomach rests. Uh, 26 deals with the thymus gland. 41, I mean, 51, sorry, deals with the gallbladder. And 21 is the heart itself. Again, your heart pumps and then there's a moment in between, then it pumps, then there's a moment in between. So there's this pulsating feeling to it of like going after something, putting all your energy there, and then taking a little break to recuperate that energy and recover. And this part of the tribal circuit, 26 usually deals with like marketing strategies of uh, someone trying to make a sale. It's a kind of a sleazy salesman energy. Uh, and I like to liken it to gym within the office. Uh, it's just like my mental association with it from the TV show, The Office. Uh, he fools around a lot, but he's one of the best salesmen. And so when it's like his turn to show up and prove himself and make a sales pitch and try to get customers, he can do it. He shows up and does the work, but then he does it so that he can goof off at the office for the rest of the day, for the most part. Uh, that's a very, very simmered down generalization right there. Um, but 44, we talked about several weeks ago, it's the instinct of knowing uh, within the splenic system, it deals with our instinct and it connects to that 26. So it's knowing what business deals are kind of worth investing into, knowing what is worth using your willpower for, when this energy is defined. Um, trying to think if there's anything else for the most part. Uh, to read this little piece for you, the taming power of the great, the maximization of power of memory applied to the nurturing of continuity, the gate of the egoist. Before I read on, uh, 26, uh, because it is part of that memory circuit, it's the ability to manipulate memory. And so it is a very manipulative gate if you think about you know marketing and advertising 
you're preying on someone else's subconscious and their deep thoughts to convince them that they need something, <laughs> that they should spend their money on some sort of thing that you're trying to sell them uh, or business service or whatever it is. Um, so that application of manipulation is how that energy gets across. And so it can manipulate memory. And in terms of just like every day-to-day stuff, that can sometimes be a little um, gaslit, <laughs> to use that modern term. Like it, it's a bit like gaslighting of trying to convince someone of something to manipulate their own memory of what happened. So it's kind of a hot button there within that gate. But to continue uh, with gate, well, line six, uh, authority. Sorry, if you're on Spotify, hi, Spotify. I'm at geneticmatrix.com. If you go to that website and you scroll down, you'll see the chart at the moment. Uh, But if you're looking at this in the future, then you won't see particularly what I'm dictating you right now. But that's where this information is coming from. Anyways, the natural attainment of influence justified by the correctness of actions. Sun in exaltation. So currently that's where the sun is. So it's exalted. Uh, the embodiment of reason and purpose that passes the test of time. The strong ego whose influence is justified by the correctness of its actions. Um part of 26 i i feel like i kept on mentioning the promethean godhead which 9 11 26 and 5 are all a part of and when you listen if you do listen to the promethean godhead by ra uruhu who founded human design uh, he puts a heavy emphasis on this particular gate within this you know segment of four gene keys or four gates um a godhead is just like a grouping of four consecutive gates within the mandala of all the gates because they share certain hexagram lines with one another uh, just to lay out the foundation with if you we've talked about quarters before we're in the corridor of mutation and within the quarter of mutation um all four all you know, all the gates within the quarter of mutation or within any quarter share the first two lines of a hexagram uh to quickly show you a hexagram if we go to gate 26 we'll see that this is the hexagram we have three yang lines. Yangs are solid. Yins are broken up. Two yin lines, and then a yang line. And so, all the gates of the quarter mutation have two yang lines. But then, all the gates of the segment, the godhead of Prometheus, have a yang and then a yin. Just giving you a bunch of information. Don't know if it's valuable to you or not. But Prometheus, uh, the energy behind Prometheus is this uh, distraction from death by getting involved in just like country-like disputes, it has a lot to do with war. Um, When Ra talked about this, he would say like, you know, modern day, current day, 26 shows up as marketing, but that's not what the energy was originally about, the taming power of the great. Like thousands of years ago, when, (laughs) I can't say when this energy came to us because it's always been there, but the roots of this particular gate deal with this energy of um, competitiveness within the ego, right? My country's better than yours. My religious beliefs are better than yours. My family's better than yours. And it just brings about this competition between different opposing forces that encourages the, the fighting and the competitiveness that previously has very much often ended up in people feuding with one another, clans feuding, wars, all that stuff. And so that's all rooted in this gate 26, this energy of competition, the little ego that we have. Um, so 
uh, it's just very prominent this week with the FIFA World Cup happening uh, and people getting really harped up about like, my team's better than your team and really rooting for it. Because if you think about it, you know, it's a sport, all sports kind of fit into this construct of the competitive nature that we all have as human beings and trying to uh, identify with certain groups and really put our love behind them or whatever. So it's interesting to think about in terms of the modern day or the current day transits that we have uh, with the events that are happening during this week uh, or these couple of weeks. Um, so that's 26. Just to touch on 35, 36, uh, well, 2644 is tribal rights. So it deals with small groupings of people, tribes, society. Uh, 3536 is collective and it's the the pressure, the emotional pressure to have an experience and for it to come to some sort of resolution that you can be like, oh yeah, like that was a good experience or that was a bad experience. And we have this pressure in the emotional system, um, this emotional wave that we're all experiencing, these ups and downs that are leading us to think that we have to act on our emotions. We have to act and have a certain experience or put our energy behind ourselves to, to make something happen um, because it's connected to the throat and the throat is how we externalize, how we get out our energy out into the world. It's a manifesting channel. Um, so we are all conditioned right now to want to initiate, to want to put, put ourselves out there and do the thing, just do it. Um, when maybe that's not necessarily correct for us if we're following our strategy and authority. So just be wary if you're noticing first your emotional urges propelling you towards doing anything that you otherwise wouldn't be doing or this feeling of you have to prove yourself and that in conjunction with all these emotions is causing you to uh, try to be spontaneous in the now and make something happen when it's Maybe not the best idea. You know you guys, though. Don't listen to me. You know, follow your own intuition, your instincts, your authority to discern what is correct for you to do and how it's best for you to use your energy. But um, I think that's it from me on gate 26. Sarah, is there anything you'd like to add? I think that you probably did a pretty good job of covering it. I feel like the 2644 is just it's such a vibe in general. And like, you see a lot of people like, you know, Laura was kind of um, covering who have this channel, who I think it's also called the transmitter who are able to like share ideas and information um, in a way that feels really heartfelt and embodied. This channel happens to come up like a lot in my life. So not just my, my mom, but a bunch of other people that I know have the 2644. And so in a way, like there's this like kind of like this healthy, probably in the in the gift side or in, when it's in the light, this healthy sense of ego um, and like this kind of sense of timing too about like what's correct that like creates a situation like Laura was talking about, like Jim from the office where they're just good at transmitting um, the thing that they're passionate about that they like. And so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely, it's pretty powerful um, in business. And when we get into the gene keys, I think we'll end up talking, we'll end up covering it or talking about it some, um, but no, I don't really have too, too much to add from the 26, uh, yeah, from the 26, other than what you said. Anything about the other channel, the 35, 36? Yeah, isn't that, wasn't it called the openness? 
um, or it's like the jack of all trades channel or something like that. Um, you can look in, you can, uh, oh, look, there we go. <laughs> and they're a designer, yeah, designer of jack of all trades. There you go. Good job. <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean, like having the 35, I've just been able to, I think I've been able to vocalize a lot of my feelings in a way that like, cause I have the 36, um, already, I've been able to vocalize a lot of things that like I typically haven't had the expression, the, like the expressive capability for. Um, I mean, it is emotional, so, uh, but it's about experience. And so I think that, you know, this is like the, this is the drive to have experiences. Basically, it's like the energy to like push through and like actually have an experience and the hunger to have an experience. Um, so that, you know, you have the, like the desire for it. And then you also have like the capacity to, 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 to kind of bring it to fruition. Um, and, and so, you know, as someone who has the 36 as my design, or I'm sorry, my personality son, uh, the, this, this is filling up one of my two hanging bridging gates and I wouldn't necessarily say that I have a sense of completeness um there's something else you know going on here <laughs> with me um that's beyond that but yeah there's definitely more access that the collective has to uh, vocalizing its own emotional states which can be for good or for ill depending on how conscious they are um when they're bringing it to the fore um so yeah, so that's all I really have for the 35, 36. But these are like, yeah, there's some powerful kind of energy floating around that everybody has access to right now. Yeah, it makes life more colorful, <laughs> both a good way and a bad way. Um, I wanted to say the thing with 35, 36, because it's not personal. It's not like you have to have that experience. It's like life wants to have an experience through you. And whether that is something that your ego enjoys or not is besides the point. It's, you know, you being a facet of this huge life force of being human. And so it's not necessarily that you're trying to make it happen, but it's like the, your vehicle, the life form that you're embodying wants to have it because it's correct for the collective to have that experience through you, which don't know if that's a good addition or a bad addition, but um, yeah, anyways, for Gene Key 26, we have the shadow of pride, the gift of artfulness, and the city of invisibility with its programming partner, 45, dominance, synergy, communion. Uh, again, part of that code on Ring of Light, which is the Promethean Godhead, just another phrase for it because they all share the same amino acid throne. Um, and it's the taming power of the great. I wish I knew more about the gene key. We haven't really dug into like, I mean, not the gene key, the Ching hexagram. Sarah is our go-to hexagram expert because um, you've gotten really deep into the Ching previously. Maybe you have something to add, maybe not. But um, the two shadow states are manipulative and boastful. Boastful, can't pronounce that correctly. Um, and I'm not sure what the dilemma is. It says the lack of grit or egotism. I can look up the dilemma, but Sarah, yeah. do you want to talk about the gene key for a sec? Yeah, for sure. And I actually like my right-mindedness. It's so funny. Like I read all of the hexagrams over the course of a year and it's like, I remember them, but like vaguely, you know, it's not like it's like front and center. 
when I read it, it was like front and center, but now I'm like, I don't know where that information went. Um, yeah, I thought this was, this is interesting because I always am kind of like amazed at people who have either a willpower or like an access to their willpower or like maybe even just gates within that center. Um, because Eh, and maybe it isn't just gates within the center, but it's definitely like access to willpower. Cause like, I just a hundred percent can't relate. Like, and you kind of, as a like person in our society, you kind of like are conditioned to feel like you should have that. But like, and I've always growing up, like looked at people who had that sense of like, basically like worthiness and that sense of wanting to prove themselves. Like that was how you're supposed to be and that there was something wrong with me. And so like this key specifically, it's hard for me to, well, it's kind of hard for me to relate to the center, but like other than through, not through my own experience, but through the people that I've had in my life over time really has been the only way that I've, I've had access to it. And I'm starting to understand like, oh, this isn't not a character flaw in me or a character flaw in them. Like this is just what ego definition is and does and how it shows up. Um, and he literally starts the chapter by calling it wielding the will, which I felt like was kind of funny because it's like, okay, like, how do you, how do you wield your willpower in a way that makes the people around you who maybe don't have defined will or uh, defined ego centers, not feel like you're like, they have to be the same as you. Um, something that he says is that if you have enough willpower, you can achieve almost anything um and that there's nothing wrong with this belief um but there's two types of will and there's there's your will right like the ego self's will and then there is what he says is the i will and this is where we talked about this because i think in the nine the it was called invincibility was the the city and this one is invisibility as um city and and we we talked about how a lot of the the invincibility and visibility has to do with like dissolving yourself into the universal framework. So it's not like you're actually exerting your willpower in a way that's coming from your ego, but it's like, so well, it is coming from your ego, but it's in alignment with the universal flow. Um, basically like the issue with it is like where human pride comes from. And it's like the idea that you as an individual can control the forces of nature and come out on top. And like, I think that we all have a little bit of this, like, especially when we're in fear mode, it's like, we will more likely like move over to the type of behavior where it's like, I feel safer trying to control my small life instead of surrendering into the greater universe and that's where like you see a lot of people who are like, you know, living hand to mouth, like just getting by, like they know how to make money. They don't know how to get beyond it because it's like they're kind of um, white knuckling it or like um, trying to push through in instances where they should just let go. They're trying to control situations that they should surrender to. Um, and, there, you know, there's a few different things that he says in the shadow, but um uh, what he says about this is just that if you try to force life to follow your will, you may well succeed in achieving your goals, but at what cost? By moving against nature, you just deny yourself true happiness and replace it with an addiction to stress. And I was like, wow, that was like a mic drop 
uh, Richard Rudd because um, I mean, how many of us are addicted to stress? Like really, like I, there's a whole line of like psychological healing work that talks about how if you um, are used to having your nervous system in fight, flight, freeze, um, fawn, or you know any of those states where your nervous system's activated, like your body's literally addicted to cortisol, right? And so, you know, we can get ourselves and cortisol it kind of, it puts pressure on us to go, to do something, to like act because our body thinks that we're in danger. And so it gives us energy in a sense, um, but it's energy that's like completely dipped in fear and anxiety and pressure. And it erodes the kind of integrity of your entire physical body when you're putting yourself through it. And so it's like, you can accomplish anything with your will but at what cost? Like we are, our society, our culture, like we don't ever look at the full cost of anything. We're just like, you know, instant gratification and we'll pay for everything else down the road. It's like a very backwards and unintelligent and like very ignorant way to live. I mean, I'm not saying that I'm any better than it, but it's, it's just the idea of I want what I want now. I'm going to push through. I'm going to burn myself at both ends for the next five years. And then for the next 50 years, I'm going to live like a king. And it's like, well, those five years that you just did that cost you 25 of the 50. So like, is it worth, uh, is it worth it? And, and you, you won't know that right until you're kind of at the end of your life. So most people don't actually have um, the ability to like see things from that more, I guess, broad ranging perspective. Uh, and, you know, it, it feels like a lot of societies based on on the will. Um, one other thing before I, I move it over to you, Laura, is just that um, he says that the deepest sadness of all this is that the 26 gene key contains contains such effortless magic, but it is effectively negated by the deep seated and false belief that you cannot get anywhere in life except by sheer force of will. And so, like people like this and um the people in my life like they there's this quality of like thinking that you know if they're in the shadow it's like I'm trying to they're trying to control everything they're trying to control everyone they're exerting their will on you if you're not able to show up the way that they show up there's something wrong with you there's that manipulativeness that's on the I think repressed side the boastfulness on the reactive side and it's like you know, when you're living correctly with your own willpower, it's like, you're not, you're, you're able to just flow and you don't have to like tightly grasp the things that are in your life, the people that are in your life. You don't have to manipulate people to behave the way that you want them to behave by doing things in a particular way to get the response you want to get out of them. And if they're living correctly, it's like everything just effortlessly flows out of them. Like Jim in the office, who's just able to sell you know his products within like five minutes of the nine hour work day and just goof off for the rest of it because he's just he's in that natural um flow um but you know fear will make us do things that um that that essentially try and like uh, throttle life instead of allowing um allowing surrender do you want to add anything about the shadow laura yeah um didn't prepare very well this week so it's like way way back in that memory of months so it might be difficult for things to come out but I think this gene key paired with 12 
pride and vanity, like they're two adjectives that we just really grind on within the human condition. They're very human shadows. Um, and pride is just something that's really interesting because, you know, we're conditioned to be proud of ourselves. So it's a quality that uh, when it comes from someone else, it's considered nice. But when you're proud of yourself for doing something, like it can be seen as egotistical. And so it has this double-edged sword to it that it might, it, I don't know, the the quality of being uh, proud of yourself is something that I feel like is important that is a part of you know not to be like look at 35 years but part of the human experience it's part of the human experience to learn what it means to experience that willpower and to to really flow through it and like I've it's weird like this past week I've encountered a lot of 2644s and so it just makes me hyper fixate on it except 26 and uh, I don't have a defined willpower center and pride is something that I've very much struggled with like I'm not proud of myself it's it's hard to say that but like I, I feel like I haven't well it, it's the condition of the undefined ego center I feel like I haven't quote unquote done enough to prove myself in this lifetime to deserve to be calling myself proud but that's just the quality of the undefined ego and uh, one of the people I believe that has this is Genoa Blyvin who is a teacher of human design and something that I heard him say recently is about, um, Oh no, I forgot it. <laughs> I forgot what I wanted to say. Shoot something about him. Maybe it'll come back to me. Maybe I'm not supposed to share it. I don't know, but, um, I don't know. I feel like it's not a very great ad to share. Like I can resonate with it. I can resonate with the struggle of, Oh, Oh, the ego. So, um, it's, you know, within the human design world right like we think we're all high and mighty with everything we know like 26.5 which is the line I have is about learning human design it's being able to manipulate with knowing human design so it's a very interesting line to have it's my north node um but something that I've heard him say that stuck with me to know apply but I mean is how you know the not self-centers the undefined centers were expressed in a very particular way they are questions and it's not to say like to be manipulative and say, oh, you don't have a willpower. You don't have life force. Instead, the question arises of, are you trying to prove yourself? Do you know what enough is enough? And we can interact with human design in this way in which the 26 energy is manipulating us to come to some sort of awareness of how we're using our energy. Um, and it's not necessarily about, you know, resonating with the lack of willpower because like I've been there I'm like, oh, I don't have a willpower. Like Sarah said earlier, like I'm not here to try to figure out what that means for me. Um, but I don't know how this really relates to the shadow. It's a weird, <laughs> weird comment that's coming out of me. It's been a while, unfortunately, since I read this chapter. Like I said, didn't come prepared. Um, but it is something that has been showing up in Live and Living Color, at least this week with um, feeling not proud. I feel like it's both pride and unpride, the lack of pride. The dilemma is lack. I looked it up. The dilemma for this gene key is the sense of lack, like something's missing. And then that will instigate the pride of the shadow of trying to prove yourself because the feeling of something lacking and it's not there. And wow. that has been the theme of my life this morning. <laughs> very sad, very connected to this dilemma of something's missing something's not there 
And this feeling like I have to show up and fill the gap when that's not my job. It's not what I'm here to embody. Uh, so anyways, yeah. But those are my thoughts on pride, but also like the, the quality of pride and vanity being two very well-known words to describe not vices, but just like unhealthy qualities of being human or like what society thinks humans should or shouldn't be. Uh, and they're just crazy because like they're, they're double-edged on the one hand, you know, be proud of yourself, but don't be too proud. Be beautiful. Like women are so told to be beautiful all the time, but don't be vain. And so like there's this fine line in between the two and it makes these two jinkies rather fickle and finicky and just, I don't know, not black and white the way some of the others are, but that is these Very Sag Gemini behavior, am I right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very sad. Something that um, I liked what you, sh- what you shared about what uh, the questions that are getting posed and like, you know, you... Laura told me this week that like the 12.3, which is my life's purpose in Gene Keys, but it's also where my um, design earth is, is, uh, is, is meant to essentially mutate others with the things that I say. And it seems like for this, it's like, you're supposed to be like, it's almost the same thing. There's like this quality of being able to manipulate others, but like potentially like for, you can do it, you can use it for either um shadow or light but like there is the potentiality to do it in a way that's um that's beneficial to the person that you're manipulating or mutating um he the the gift is called the gift of art artfulness he calls it heart marketing right and something that he says right in the beginning is that you learn the difference between will and intention at the lower frequency the 26 shadow leads you to believe that you must exert huge willpower to attain your dreams in life the problem here is that at the shadow frequency you cannot possibly know what your dreams really are and i felt like i felt that so much because i've seen you know specifically like my mom like people with the 26, it's like, they're trying to get their way just because they're trying to exert their will on others just because, but they don't even know if like what they're doing, like ultimately as the dominoes fall from them, like if it's going to lead them to the outcome that they want. And so it becomes very pushy and like chaotic because it's creating um, this manipulation of others out of like basically just like a a completely divorced sense of self and like not seeing that there's a higher order consciousness, right? That's like, like that's basically in charge and you attempting to exert your willpower, like might divert your ultimate goal from like actually coming to fruition. And so it's like, and because, you know, if we can have a sense of um, humility, about what our goals are in general and like be attached, right? Like in a sense that you're intentional, but like don't be so uh, so much um, attached to the, the fact that it needs to happen in a certain way. Like it has to be according to your will. So it's like the difference between like the in- intention setting and like leaving the rest of the universe and like the d- detachment and then the, um, essentially like the uh trying to control everything and enforce everything to go according to like what your plan is but like we're ants like ultimately like we're ants in this framework and we can never understand like where things are leading us 
um, I, I saw this post um, that one of, well, this uh, woman, Sophie Josephine, has shared and it was about Sky Daddy and like talking about how like Sky Daddy is like the, the universal masculine basically. And like, if you haven't gotten something that you want yet, it's because there's like this whole long-term plan that you're like in process with. And it's like going to teach you like, you know, and, and give you and make whatever you get, whatever it is, maybe it's not actually the thing that you think you want, like so much sweeter when it ultimately does come. And so it's like this quality of like having to like surrender, surrender to what is and not trying to like think that because I want something that that me wanting it means that I should have it right now because you can then try and exert your will into situations where it does not belong and ultimately create chaos, which is kind of what I saw growing up. Um, something that he says that, you know, the higher functioning of this gland releases a soft vibration throughout your chest area that brings with it a wonderful feeling of open heartedness and warmth, um, which I thought was interesting because I've been doing a lot of heart meditations lately and I, I did feel that and I can like feel, I can feel this activation, this, this 26 in my chest, I think. Um, and he says in order to activate the, this kind of gift, uh, you're listening to your own intention and like the intention is beyond your ego. It's like something that lives in your body and it, it, it has the, the divine will of the universe behind it. And so like, if you can like pause everything and just settle in and really listen to what your intention is. Um, a lot more can be, uh, I guess you could say, um, I guess you could just get in deeper alignment with, with what it is that you actually want instead of what your ego thinks it wants. Um, and yeah, he talks about how manipulation can be a beautiful thing. This is where the heart marketing comes in because it's like, if, you're like honest that like, Hey, like, this is what I'm doing. Like I'm trying to, this is something that I believe in. And this is what, you know, I think that you should too, because this is how I feel. Um, and you're manipulating someone from that state. It's very different than doing it from like, I want to control you. If they're aware that they're being manipulated, it kind of takes some of the fangs out of the word. So yeah, I think that, um, there's a quality of like learning how to be artfully manipulative and like the connotations don't have to be so negative if we're thinking about it in terms of this key uh do you want to talk about anything i know that you didn't read the sections but do you want to okay yeah um, it brings up memories of like this word manipulation and how the 26 can sell anything but there's a completely different flavor if they believe in what they're selling and they really see the value in it. Twenty, the ego center sees value, and so it's saying, "I see the value here. I see how this can transform your life." Like we're not meant to be stagnant and unchanging. The only constant in the world is change, and so it has this ability to correctly change others with this ability to manipulate. And I want to look up the etymology of the word manipulate right now. Maybe I will because we have this negative connotation with it, like, "Oh, we're changing something for the worse," but really, it's this manhandling like using your own energy to transform and like you think about manipulating clay 
manipulating ingredients to like cook something. It's investing your own energy into the process of transforming something else. And I, it's like not a negative word inherently in and of itself. I think if we do look at the etymology, but something else that came to mind, this energy of manipulation is um, if you're looking at certain energy works, like I was thinking, because the thymus gland is ruled by 26, I think of emotional freedom technique tapping, like you, you tap on this particular spot, you're tapping on thymus gland, you're tapping on gate 26 in your heart as part of this process of manipulating yourself and how you identify with certain emotions. And likewise, like I do different energy healing practices uh, like emotion code or body code or NET, which also work with the body to manipulate it to stop having negative interactions with emotions or things that one interacts with them, um, allergens, whatever. And you're transforming the body in this immune system way. It's connecting to the immune system. It's a thymus cleanse connection to like without this channel, we would all die. Like we needed to survive uh, this connection between the thymus gland, the T cells and the actual immune system, which is ruled by the whole spleen. So it's important for survival. It's important for within a tribal setting for someone to say, like, I'm willing to step up and be responsible and do what has to get done to make sure that the tribe will survive. Uh, so it, it's a powerful thing. And then when it's invited to be used correctly, it can be very artistic and very uh, creative in how it expresses itself with the artfulness. Those are my additions. Um, and the city is invisibility. Um, do you want to talk about that? Yeah. Is there, where's the spot that you tap for the thymus? Is it right here? It's like your sternum. Yeah. Right? Okay. Isn't yeah. there a tapping point for the sternum? Yeah. It's right here. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. Cause that's exactly where I've been in pain. <laughs> your thymus gland. <laughs> My thymus gland. Yeah. 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 Basically. So. Uh, everything is everything, folks, <laughs> in case there's any questions. Um, you know, with the, the invisibility thing, something that I love that he says, and I've said this in many different ways, is that in order to transcend the ego, one must first have an ego worth giving up. And I think that this has been part of my whole journey. Um, when you're around someone who's very unconscious and like uh, not self and they have a really strong ego, um, it kind of like steamrolls over yours, especially when you, for me, like have zero definition in my ego center. And a lot of my journey with human design and astrology and the gene keys and all of the different things has been to essentially like re- formulate like who I am like structurally like understand where it is that like myself is like my ego self is right the the Sarah that was coming down into this body in order to have a human experience to like understand like what that human like that human's energetic uh, energetic capacity is understand what that human's wants needs desires are all of those things like that has been something that's basically been like the purpose behind all of my studies has been like self-understanding which is very line one three <laughs> of me in a sense but um I've always said that like you know we like we're not studying astrology because we want to identify with it it's because we want to ultimately transcend it but like you can't transcend it if you don't if you don't have something to transcend 
Otherwise, you're just kind of like a soup of different psycho-emotional complexes that are getting triggered by different things, like because of the way that you had your particular upbringing. Most people are living lives as reflections of their upbringing, but not actually in alignment with who they are internally. And so you need to have like a solid sense of self in order to be able to transcend it. And if you're transcending not a not solid sense of self, that's like literally spiritual bypassing. That's like not being grounded in the bottom three chakras and then just living in the top. That's just like basically um, uh, whitewashing things, um, toxic positivity. I mean, the list goes on. Like you need to figure out how to ground yourself in your human, in your human ego in order to be able to let it go. And so that was something with the invisibility that um, I feel like is really important. Um, other than that, though, I mean, like what we talked about before, the invisibility just has to do with like once you understand what your ego is, like you can lose the attachment to it. You end up like putting it on like an outfit, like, OK, this is my human outfit, but not being attached to how different people react to it or how um, different people show up and um, show up around you. Uh, because of of who your ego is it's like there's just this level of detachment but you're still like you're still playing the part um but you're playing the part now within this larger framework and so it's like you dissolve like yourself dissolves even though you're still being you in a sense um not there yet in case anyone <laughs> was wondering but um but i think that's kind of the the ultimate uh the cidic, like quality that comes from the key um, and, you know, the gate. Laura, do you want to add anything? Yeah, if I remember correctly, this city has to do with, you know, leadership in a way of like people want to step up and prove themselves in roles of leadership. But this city shows up without looking for recognition, without, you know, soothing the ego. And so that's how we transcend it is like we're willing to do something for others we're willing to show up and use our energy for someone else without taking any credit for it. And I think it's interesting that the programming partner for this gene key is 45, which is, you know, the king or queen. It's like very high up, very kingly, you know, sitting on its throne, wanting con to control others, wanting to have the say on what goes where. Uh, also part of the same circuit, the tribal circuit, but it kind of sits as like the figurehead of the circuit. And so 26 is the programming partner that says, like, if you truly want to sit on the circuit, you have to be willing to, I mean, to sit at the top of the circuit, you have to be willing to be uh, unrecognized for all the things that you're doing and offering to the world. And true leadership comes in with the hierarchy that Richard Red often talks about with like the, the 45, I think, city is synergy or the gift of synergy. But if you truly want to show up, um, in that state, then you have to surrender to getting any sort of self-gratification from that process, which is hard because again, like pride, we're so conditioned to find pride and to seek that identification with whatever it is that we're doing to say, yes, I did this. Like that was me. I put in the effort. Look at what happened. And it's, you know, the hero that's invisible in the dark. So it's an interesting one. That's all I have to add. Um, okay, sweet. We can move on to the. We're running out of time. <laughs> Quickly now. We move on to the astrology. Okay, 
this is the chart of the moment. Um, Sun's in Sagittarius, Mercury and Venus are in Capricorn with Pluto. Saturn's doing its thing in Aquarius. Neptune and Jupiter in Pisces. I feel like it's all the same old, same old this week. Uh, just the the transits are showing up um, in the human design space. But anything you want to comment on here, Sarah? Um, couple things. Obviously, we're about to enter the Mercury uh, shadow period pre retrograde, so we are going to have Mercury retrograde in Capricorn um happening at the end of the month into the beginning of next year which we'll talk about more um but just to be aware of that energy you know kind of paying attention to the things that are coming up mercurially um over the next week or so so that you know if there's any like low oh that was one other thing i wanted to say the 26 is known as the divine trickster it's known as the shapeshifter and so it likes to play, you know, play is like its ultimate, um, it's, it's, uh, it's related to Loki and Hanuman and the coyote and different, um, mythologies. Um, but I think it's very in alignment with Mercury retrograding coming up and getting into the shadow period and waiting for things to start disappearing and Mercury starting to play his little tricks on us. Um, other than that, you know, we've had, um, oh, what was I going to say? Well, we've had uh, the sun making a sextile with Saturn over the past day or so. There's just kind of like an interesting grounding energy, I feel like, for the sun in Sagittarius, although we're still de dealing with Saturn in Aquarius, which isn't an earth sign, but an air sign that maybe just like more of a filter to put that very Sagittarian, like explorative, adventurous energy through. Um, and then, you know, also in just, if, I think by the time we're on our podcast next, Jupiter's going to be in Aries. The sun will probably have, we'll get it, we'll be getting close to the sun moving into Capricorn and the winter solstice. Um, and, and yeah, so I think those are kind of like the main the main things that are going on right now um, that I'm just paying attention to. Is there anything for you, Laura? Yeah, well, it's just interesting with the sun and Saturn because I have that sextile too. Um, mine's a couple degrees apart as well, but it's just like in different positions, nine degrees and 13 degrees or 10 degrees and 13 degrees. Oh yeah. So it's it's me in a nutshell. That makes sense, places. yeah. Um, but yeah, Jupiter is going direct. That's true. I mean, going into Aries. I feel like there is something, and I want to say it's Uranus, but I don't know what it is with Uranus. Oh, but I think it's Chiron. Is it Chiron? I don't know how long Chiron's been retrograding, but this Mercury retrograde is going to be really like squaring off with Chiron. Um, yeah. Throughout the period that it's retrograde and Chiron's retrograde. So I feel like there's definitely wounded healer energy that's coming, that's coming in, you know, the, like, there's like, it's like, there's like a wounding quality to just like pay attention to with the Mercury retrograde. Um, not to say that you're going to be wounded. It's like, but more like looking at maybe some wounds, um, in more playful ways, potentially, um, I don't know. That's just me kind of waxing philosophical, but 
or actually it probably, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. It, it could it could show up in a lot of different ways depending on your chart. Chiron's currently in gate 21. He doesn't count towards, you know, the neutrino stream and offering up definition in our gates. But I think it's interesting to note that he is in gate 21, which is the gate of control right now. So maybe that's a flavor of Mars being part of this experiential thing of the universe wants us to have an experience and we're going deeper into, okay, what is it that I really want? And is it something that's correct for me? And these deep wounds that are coming up are how are my control mechanisms trying to influence my reality in a way in which I'm not getting what is correct for me? Maybe those are the thoughts that come to mind with 21. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that stuff. And where's Mercury in 10? I think um, Mercury has it already moved out. Of, it's moved out of 10 at this point. It's in 38. 38. So the retrograde gates for Mercury will be, it starts off, um, again, Sarah said, like the 28th or 29th, I think. Um, starts in gate 61, retrogrades back through 54, then 38, then 58, and then it goes direct through 38, 54, and 61. So those, if you look at your chart, 38, 48, no, whatever I said, <laughs> listen to that clip uh, to see if you will be impacted. Yeah, 58 is down here in the root. Um, and it's, no, 38, 38, they're both next to each other in the root, root energy. 61 is up here in the head, but those others are in the root. So we may have some more. Oh, yeah, here. this Mercury retrograde is coming for me. <laughs> <laughs> Psychosis. <laughs> When you get to 61, you'll see the shadow is psychosis. Oh, well, fun, we've fun had, I mean, I we had 60, well, what did we have in 61 for a while? Was it Pluto? Pluto. Yeah. So, I mean, it can't be, <laughs> it can't be more psychotic than that. Um, but okay. Yeah. I think that's it for me, for astrology. Cool. As per usual, thanks everyone for listening. Sarah, you finished. I'm tired. It's been a long day. No, you're good. Thanks for listening, you guys. Um, if you would like to, if we're on your fractal, if we resonate, if you like what we talk about, please like, follow, share with your friends if they also are interested in human design, gene keys, and astrology. Um, and leave any comments if you are interested in asking questions or connecting with us. Um, our or info. I want to say, if you're shy, like reach out to us personally. If you don't want to leave a comment on like the YouTube platform, if you have a question or something, we like interacting with people. So far, you guys are quiet and shy. So sorry. Go ahead, Sarah. We still love you. We're also quiet and shy most of the time. Um, But yeah, our contact information is below the video. So if you want to reach out for readings or just to connect, uh, please feel free to do so. Um, and next week we'll be back about the 11. So looking forward to it. All right. Thanks everyone. See you next time. Bye everyone.